Hey guys, my name is John Kim. I'm a licensed therapist and life coach, putting self-betterment into a shot glass. Because let's face it, who's got that much time these days? I come unpolished, unrehearsed, on purpose. If you're looking for more of a wine glass, you've come to the wrong place. Also, I want to mention some big news. Journey is now affiliated with Wanderlust. We're the only life coaching company to partner with them. And myself, Noel, and many of our Catalyst Life Coaches will be at Wanderlust Stratton, which is in Vermont, from June 21st through the 24th. If you want to join us, you can get 10% off tickets using the code JRNI2018. Go to wanderlust.com and look for Stratton. I hope to see you there. Let's redefine work, love, and play because it's so easy to forget sometimes, right? And these are three giant pieces of our life pie. But over time, they be, they can become blurry. So without having a clear definition of um, what we want each to look like, they can start to define us. And that's when we start to lose our power. So instead of designing the kind of life that we want to live, life then begins to design us. And of course, since life is chaotic and unpredictable, our lives become chaotic and unpredictable, causing sugar addictions and gray hair, <laughs> which I have both of, by the way. Um, everything starts with our addictions. No, that's not true. <laughs> our addictions, <laughs> everything starts with our definitions. So let's quickly examine each. And uh, of course, I'm going to put it into a shot glass. First, work. Two things about work. Work with the good people, one. And two, work with people who have the balls to disrupt their industry. And in that order. So good people always come first. If you work with shady people, chances are uh, you will also be shady. It's like that saying that you're going to become the sum of the people you surround yourself with. No one's perfect, but it's all about intentions. Um, I think intentions mean everything. You surround yourself with people with good intentions, fair people who humanize themselves and pull from their heart instead of just logic um, that they're giving to the world by doing something that is greater than them. Then you find people who uh, want to color out to the lines, right? Flip the script that's been written a million times because we've all heard that story before. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Making a dent means disrupt, uh, to disrupt it in some way, right? So this means uh, throwing shit at the wall and, 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 and some of it's not going to stick. And this means trying different things and failing. And of course, most people aren't able to do that because of fear. So you, you have to, in order for people to disrupt their industry, they actually have to be fearless, right? Um, so you fail over and over until you build something that is unique and different and worthy of attention. And this, of course, takes courage, and courage is rare. But before finding them, you have to do this yourself. So... Under the category of work, do you believe that you're good, right? Are you a good person um, or is ego getting in the way and are you chasing things that don't line up with your truth, right? Um, good isn't just the size of your heart. It's also the ability to practice self-awareness and compassion. And then the second question is, are you disrupting your industry? If so, how? Are you uh, disrupting for the sake of being different or are you actually doing something that speaks to you and lines up with your story and then it happens to be different? So one is driven by ego and then one is true disruption in my opinion. Okay, let's talk about love, another giant piece of the life pie. Nitan um, Han said that you must love in a way that the person you feel that 
you must love in a way that the person you love feels free. And I love this quote because Nitan Han. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Anyway, I love this quote because um, it's so simple. Uh, actually, it's also really difficult, but it kind of it, it sums it up. You know, if you if you can sum up healthy in a relationship, um, in one sentence, I think this 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 might be it. Because most of us we love by grabbing, and and maybe it's not intentional, right? Maybe it's subconscious. Maybe it's something we do we're not aware of, uh, and it also it could be subtle. But it happens over time because as we get closer and we care for and invest in someone, spaces and boundaries get blurred, right? And this is when we start to um, act like we own people instead of two people in their own separate containers and um, loving in a healthy way. Also, we act like this because uh, when we were younger, of our learned definitions of love, right? Because our parents weren't perfect. Their relationships weren't perfect. Um and also, we weren't loved, right? We were also grabbed and owned. So we grow up and we do our best to, to own people without knowing it um, because our mind has packaged it as love. So to love someone means to create a safe space. Uh, this doesn't mean to love them from a distance. It means to accept them as they are whole, unique individuals and don't control or change or have love over their or – their, or hang love over their heads, right? And yet – to love means to be vulnerable and naked, and this is very difficult. A lot of people uh, believe vulnerability is a weakness, so they walk with their shields, and it's really hard for them to really truly show themselves, right? Vulnerability is actually a strength, and it's what produces glue and brings people together. Um, to truly show yourself and express how you feel, right? This is hard. And we're also, we're not taught to do this, so... We grow up and get into all these dysfunctional, crazy relationships. We learn that this is something we have to do, and then we don't have the tools because we've never practiced it, right? So you got to start practicing this. And that's why healthy love is so hard and so scary and so rare. Ask yourself, how do you give so much but at the same time let go, right? We all do it differently, and we all struggle with it. What's important is that we are all aware, and by aware, I mean owning our own shit. That's one of the greatest gifts when loving someone is to always look inward and own your own shit. How many people do you know that do that? Yes, it's rare, and that's why relationships are so difficult. But that's the first step in creating a safe space. Hold people instead of grabbing them with two hands like you would sand. Or you're not going to build a castle. You are going to create a prison. So to love hard means to love with everything you've got, but, but in, um, in a way that the other feels free. And if they love you back the same way, uh, you guys will both hit high notes of love, I believe, and discover a new love that you probably didn't know or that you probably haven't ex experienced but only read about. Okay, let's move on to the third giant life pie. Uh, but actually for most, this is actually isn't a life pie. They think it's extra. Um, they don't even think this is a, a big piece. I believe it is a huge piece, and that is play. So we forget we forget about this often. Play doesn't mean you're, you're ditching school, being lazy, not being productive. Play means you're actually connecting to yourself, right? So as life happens and we grow up, we lose parts of ourselves. Um, I always tell people that as we grow up and pay taxes and take care of other people and you know chase the, the corner office or the picket fence or whatever you define as, as quote-unquote success, uh, you start to put parts of yourself, especially parts of yourself that you actually liked, into a hope chest and you lock it because that's what you think growing up looks like. 
I believe growth sometimes is about pulling that person out and reconnecting with that part of yourself. And without play in our lives, it's very hard to do that, right? We will always be disconnected, disconnected to ourselves instead of connected. And when we are connected is when we feel whole. And it's not a one-time thing. It's an ongoing thing. It's a way of life. And that's why I think play is an integral part of living um, a living a, a meaningful, healthy life, right? So, yes, play means to seek adventure and do things that scare you in a good way and cause you to lose track of time because you're so present and engaged. You're hitting flow states. Um, play means getting outside, moving, sweating, and, and chasing adrenaline, of course. But play isn't just an activity, and this is what I want to emphasize. Play is a mindset. It's an attitude. And this is the important piece of play that many overlook. When you approach something with a play mindset, you're approaching it with curiosity and a sense of wonder instead of dread and judgment and fear. Now, here's the thing. Curiosity and a sense of wonder can't exist at the same time as uh, judgment and fear and dread, right? And so if you can pull more from curiosity and a sense of wonder, more in your life and and, and, and stretch and, and, and make that muscle stronger, um, you're going to be more fearless, and so having a play mindset will help you do that. And when you do that, the world becomes big, right? Limits dissolve. You believe more is possible. Um, you're not blocked by your own insecurities. A play mindset produces energy to explore and discover, and it switches you from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, which I talk a lot about. So here's the other thing. Approach both work and love now with a play mindset. And ask yourself, like, what would that look like? In action, in if you were to approach work, even if you're in a, a shitty, miserable job, if you were to approach it with a play mindset, what would that look like? How would that change your state? You know, if you were to approach your relationship, even if there's turbulence, with a play mindset, what would that look like? And it doesn't mean that a play mindset is uh, means that you're not taking it seriously. You know, it doesn't mean you're being a clown. Um, it just means you're taking chances, you're diving, you're showing yourself, you're getting your hands dirty, you're allowing yourself to feel something, um, you're, you're, you're submerging yourself in the experience. And you're doing it with fun and a playful attitude. Everything doesn't have to be so serious, uh, so life or death. Play is what will expand you and help you hop over, I believe, your fear, your fear walls. What is your definition, guys, of work, love, and play? And ask yourself this one question. Do they need to be defined? Or do they need to be redefined? Thanks for tuning in. I hope the dialogue was helpful. Listen, guys, if you want to be a life coach, just go to my website, theangrytherapist.com, and click on Life Coaching Training, and you'll find our Catalyst Intensive There's only two things you need to be a life coach, a story which everyone has and a passion to help others. Before you go, I wanted to give you something, something I made. It's a relationship toolkit because the world needs better, healthier relationships so we could all love harder. So go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash podcast. That's www.theangrytherapist.com forward slash podcast. It's super simple. And we will email you my relationship toolkit.